for the curious, the peculiar, the interested, and the thirsty. Welcome to another Mimosa Mystery Monday. Cheers. Let's get weird. Hello, my friends and fiends. Welcome to another Mimosa Mystery Monday. I finally have for you a listener story, and this one hits really close to home, almost a little too close. So this story was sent in to me by my friend Jill, who is a stylist and salon owner in the town that I went to high school in. She sent me a story about a guy that her and I went to school with. Now, Carl was always a weird kid. We had grade seven homeroom together, and I was the first girl in my class to develop at all, unfortunately for me and my self-esteem, and he used to constantly talk about my boobs, make fun of my body, try to sneak ways to cop a feel, stare at me in gym class, the usual teenage bullshit that girls with early boobs were subjected to. Now, he never hurt me physically or anything. He was always just really weird. He was a weird kid who said weird things and made me really uncomfortable. But a lot of kids were like that, so it didn't really seem that special and any different than any other kid until a lot later. So Through high school, I saw him every once in a while in the halls, but it wasn't until quite later when I was in my early 20s working downtown that I actually started to see him quite a bit. He walked by the counter that I was working at one day and saw me and he used to call me Bree. I don't know why. But we chit-chatted and he all he really seemed to do was complain about how shitty life was and how hot I was now that I wasn't goth anymore and how girls were shit and they were so mean to him and people were always out to get him and blah, blah, blah. And eventually he added me on Facebook. And this was around the time that suicide girls uh, were really popular. They're this like these alternative models. Usually they have tattoos, piercings, colored hair, whatever. So I did add him to be nice. And I'm just going to read you some of the stuff that he was posting because It's really cringy and it will give you an idea of how this guy thinks about women and how he spoke to them. So most of his posts were reposts of suicide girls modeling photos and then he would caption them. So there's one girl in a yellow shirt and panties and he just says, kind of pretty. One girl with green hair and a lip ring and he lets us know that she has a top notch rack. One thicker girl, she's got a little bodysuit on, and he says, that's a big girl I can get behind. One girl in a red bathing suit and dark hair and piercings, he captioned, like a smoking hot version of this chick I know. And then another picture has two girls sort of dressed up cosplay style as the girls from Scooby-Doo, and he writes, this picture is great as long as you don't tell me I know the bitch in purple. And anyways, it just goes on and on and on and with dozens and dozens of these posts that he posted almost every day. And like reading some of his normal posts, he's so negative about everything, like a friendship anniversary pops up and he wrote, it's not like I hang out with him every day. And then he posted a Merry Christmas video to soldiers and then captioned it like this. Will, Amber, Rudy, I'm looking at you. Not you, Rick. You're being an asshole. But anyways, I don't want to rip this guy's social media apart, but it's public. And if you're on there, you can see it. But you really get the impression that he's not happy about anything and women are just total objects to him. So anyways, back to the point. Jill messages me after my neighbor episode and says, 
Maybe this isn't appropriate, but two years ago, my neighbor murdered his stepdad. We went to school with him. It's Carl. And I was like, excuse the fuck out of me. I need details immediately. I had no idea. I'm so in my own bubble and I don't watch a ton of local news because it's never anything really good. So anyways, this is what she sent me. So I'm just going to read it to you. I have her permission to do this. So thank you, Jill, for sending this in. These are Jill's words and experience. So November 18th, no, sorry, (laughs) November 16th, 2018 was when this happened. That evening, I went to the Santa Claus parade and that was around 7.15. My friend Megan lives across the street and she noticed that Carl was walking up the driveway. Now, Carl didn't live there anymore, so it was kind of weird that he was there because he doesn't drive and apparently he lived in the city. So let's back this up a bit. 11 years ago or more, I moved on to Jemima Bay and I didn't know my neighbors yet, but I was doing yard work and all of a sudden I get a cat call and I look over and lo and behold, it's Carl. I was like, oh, hi, yeah, I haven't seen you in a long time. So over the years, he became a little weird, which I can confirm. So I called him Creepy Carl. One Halloween, he was walking by because I decorate my garage for Halloween and he came in and I had people over and he just visited and was talking about the weirdest stuff. So my brother's trying to get him to leave because he's talking really weird and people are getting nervous and now he leaves and we're all talking shit about him thinking that he has left and all of a sudden he pops back into the kitchen and I was like, what the fuck, man? And he says, oh, I think I forgot my mitts. And I said, you didn't have any. So I locked the door and my brother says to me, distance yourself from that guy because he's like a serial killer. And I didn't think anything of it, you know? So now a year goes by and I'm decorating for Halloween again. And all of a sudden my friend Sherry is like, hey, someone's here for you. And I was like, who? And she says, I don't know. And it's Carl. And he just walks into my house. And I was like, what the hell, dude? He's asking for my brother's number for pot or something. And I was like, sorry, I don't give out my brother's number. Fast forward a bit and my friend Megan moves onto the same block as me and she's enjoying her new house and notices that there is this creep watching her all the time from over the fence because they are right next door to each other and he's kind of across the street from me. So obviously she's super uncomfortable and doesn't want to be in her backyard. And I'm like, yeah, that's creepy Carl. Like, watch out for him. One day I'm backing out of my driveway and I see a pedestrian. So I stopped, but then I couldn't see the person anymore. And I hear a knock on my window, scared the shit right out of me. And it's fucking Carl. So just to be nice, I start talking about like, hi, hey, how are you? And he starts going off about how the government is out to get him because this girl screwed him over and he lives in the city now, but he can't get his license and he can't get a job. And he's so pissed off about being bullied in school. And he tried to say that I was a bully to him. And I was like, whoa, slow your roll, man. I don't even remember you passed junior high. I said the only time I ever did anything to you was when I slapped you across the face in grade five because you cut my hair so you deserved it. So he agreed with me. Now, I'm trying to change the subject because he's getting all hot and bothered. So I asked him, how's your dad? And he says, my dad? Question mark. And I was like, yeah, he got hit by a car two years ago and lost his eyesight. How's he doing? And he's like, that's not my dad. That's my stepdad. And I fucking hate that guy. 
So I thought, you know, that's a little strange to say to somebody you don't really know. So I kind of let him go and went on my way. That would have been in September before the November that it happened. So anyways, fast forward, I get back from the Santa Claus parade going back to November 16th and the street is super quiet. And 15 minutes later, I notice there is an ambulance in the driveway of this house And I even have it on my old phone saying, I hope Wayne is okay or maybe Creepy Carl did something. So my friend and I ended up going out to karaoke that night and I got back around 12 and now we noticed there is a van and police cars and I was like, what the hell is going on? So now me and my friend are looking out my bedroom window and we notice that they are taking pictures of the backyard and pictures inside of the living room, and they're wearing white suits, and I was like, okay, something serious happened here. So I went to bed, because now it's like two in the morning, and I wake up, and there's still police cars there, and we watched the coroner's van earlier before I went to bed, so I knew that there had been a death. So I go to work on Saturday the 17th, and my friend calls me and says the cops are looking for Carl, Wayne was murdered, and I don't know where he is. So I was super upset, So I left work and we're all on high alert because they're looking for Carl and it was on Sunday morning. I was outside on my front doorstep having a smoke and keeping in mind that there had been two police cruisers at all times 24-7 since this incident happened. And all of a sudden I hear this woman running down the driveway screaming, he's in the basement. And I was like, oh my God. It turns out the cop who was on duty asked the night cop, did you check the storeroom? I used to live there and there is a storage room in the basement. And they were like, no, we didn't know there was anything there like that. And so it turns out that Carl had been hiding in there for two days. And so I am running through cops and guns to get to my friend's house because she's hysterical and we watch him get arrested. So now we're like, we knew it was him the whole time because he's just too weird and we think we're in the clear and it's safe but then he makes bail. I'm thinking the reason that he wasn't charged right away is because of all of the evidence they collected for the first 48 hours would have been inadmissible because he could have tampered with it being in the house. So now Carl gets to go live with his mom at this house a week later, so I'm freaked out. I said to my friends, the first person this guy is going to talk to is me because he knows me. And sure enough, The day that they were allowed back in that house, I decided I'm going to be Snoopy and I'm going to drive by the opposite way down Jemima Bay because usually I just come up the back lane and then my driveway is right there. So I pull into my driveway and Carl is standing beside my garage in the back lane now. I didn't see him because I came from the opposite way. Otherwise, I probably would have kept driving. So now I'm like, what do I do? What do I do? Do I pull in the garage and get cornered by this guy or do I just get out and mind my own business? I get out of my truck and start walking to my door and he says to me, hey Jill, how's it going? And I was thinking, okay, don't piss off this guy, play it cool. So I just said really quickly, it's good and kept walking and he says to me, be careful. I saw somebody walking through your yard last night at 2 a.m. and I nearly lost my bananas in the front yard and felt like asking him, why the hell are you watching my house at 2 a.m., Carl? But I just went into the house and cried. So that's why I ended up with Bailey the German Shepherd because I live alone and Carl really scared me. He lived here again for six months until they finally arrested him again. But I never saw him leave that house for six months. So I don't know if he was on house arrest, but 
he did start going for walks and that's when they arrested him. So now he's charged with second degree murder and I haven't heard anything else. So that was the story that Jill sent to me. Sorry, my reading was pretty brutal on that. Canada is notoriously tight-lipped about crime, especially here in Manitoba. Criminal arrest records are not made public in Canada because it's considered confidential information, and it can only be requested from the police if it's you or if you are an employer or you have a cause or grounds to ask for it. So... The last bit of information I was able to find regarding this case is on Facebook of all fucking places. Um, The Royal Canadian Mounted Police in Manitoba Facebook page posted an update on June 26th, 2019, and it says, Update RCMP make arrest in Selkirk homicide. Selkirk RCMP, along with major crime services, have made an arrest in relation to the November 16, 2018 homicide of a 64-year-old male who was found deceased in a residence in Selkirk. On June 20, 2019, RCMP arrested and charged 36-year-old Carl Harry Helbig of Selkirk with second-degree murder. RCMP continued to investigate. So that's it. (laughs) The death was treated as a homicide. He was arrested in June of last year on charges of second degree murder. And that's all the information I have about that. But that was a listener story that really hit close to home because I went to school with this kid. So that is it for today's episode. I don't know what else to say about that. It was, uh, it's sort of a crazy thing to think that, you know, somebody that you went to school with could have done this and, you know, somebody that made you uncomfortable. Maybe it was your gut telling you that this isn't maybe necessarily a person you should be hanging around. I don't know. I like to think that um, it's really good to trust your intuition. So who knows? But anyways, that's it for today, my friends. If you have any stories that you'd like to share for future episodes or any comments or any future episode ideas, you can find me at Prosecco and Ponies on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, or email me at ProseccoWithPony at gmail.com. Stay weird, friends. <laughs>